Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed and intended to help you take your game to the next level. Sometimes I get into very tactical topics, sometimes a little bit more strategies. Oftentimes, it's a little bit more kind of what's happening out there in the world and helping you have a little bit wider perspective. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that certainly I think is starting to become on everybody's mind, and it's titled post-COVID. Needless to say, whether you believe we're moving towards post-COVID or not. I know that everyone listening to this would like to believe or like to think that we're getting closer and closer. I'm not writing this topic because I think we're past post-COVID. Matter of fact, I led a group about a week or two ago that that was really the topic of what did it look like in your world past COVID. And I really felt at least half of the folks felt we were still in the quicksand so much. It was really a little bit of a struggle to talk about it. This podcast series is supported by the National Association of the Modeling Industry, as well as professional remodeler, and certainly my friends at Surefire Local, who helped certainly with the production of the particular podcast. So as I said, there were a lot of silver linings in 2020. Uh, matter of fact, uh, if you kind of think about it, it, it was a record year. It was a stellar year for many companies. We ended up having shockingly, a really big uh, tailwind in terms of what was happening in terms of the marketplace. You know, a lot of this certainly was a product of, you know, the uh, living at work and uh, people being hunkered down and not spending and interest rates and continuing, for the most part, remodeling clients, having jobs, but not necessarily spending. And also the different activities and the way their house, I think, started to change change in terms of, you know, being a little bit more of a sanctuary and not necessarily just a, a structure or shelter. You know, in 2020, uh, we actually went into, I think, the COVID kind of experience with kind of a shock and awe kind of m mindset. But after, you know, a month or two of the dust settling, you know, many people predicted out there, certainly including myself, that it was going to be a especially challenging year. You know, one of my friends shared, I think, an insight that was really important about 2020 back in June. And he talked about <clears throat> there was not just one pandemic. It was really four pandemics. You had the elections, you had the virus, you had the social unrest, and then you had the questions in, about the economy. And what's interesting is you think about it now, as we're, you know, in 2021, regardless how horrific and challenging those four pandemics or those four storms, if you want to see, are, at least you could kind of see them out there. At least you could plan for them. You know, whereas when, when we moved into 2021, we certainly have a vaccine. And while it's slow in terms of being rolled out, I think clearly everybody believes it's going to be happening out there at some point soon. You know, we also know who the president is, you know, and regardless what side of the aisle you sit on, having a little bit more of that clarity, I think, is important. But there continues to be a lot of uncertainty out there. And that uncertainty is a little less clear exactly what's around the corner. 
That uncertainty is not quite so crystal clear like the four pandemics in 2020. And it's added, I think, an element of complexity in terms of how you think about the future. I've been a proponent for the last six or eight months of trying to shorten that cycles. Try not to think about 2021 as a whole year. Think about 2021 as the first quarter or 12 weeks. Focus on what you have, focus on what you know, and focus on what you can control. And I think as you plowed, plod the way through 2021, the likelihood that you'll be in a little bit more solid, a little bit more clear-headed space is, is much greater. So having said all that, I, like you, I'm anxious to kind of think about post-COVID. So I've actually unpacked, I think, three things that I want to spend some time on. One is consumer demand. Now, we've seen, as I oftentimes think of this tidal wave for all the reasons in 2020, carrying over into 2021. However, it's at least my belief there's another tidal wave that's actually behind the present tidal wave that could be as big, if not bigger, than the present one that's there. We've had a huge amount of the population that has been experiencing, I think, the uncertainty. And now at least they have some light at the end of the tunnel as it relates to a vaccine. Now they're feeling a little bit more comfortable with the idea of lining up remodeling and lining up contractors in their home. Now they feel a little bit more security as it relates to the job that they have. And yes, in fact, they've learned to adapt and just to change to more virtual type or hybrid experience, uh, they understand certainly their home a little bit better. It wasn't necessarily just a temporary thing that they need to divide some of the spaces in the home. Now I think the demand that is coming right behind this existing is in fact probably going to be as big if not greater. Now, why is that important? It's important because you need to prepare for this, just like a hurricane or a storm or a, 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 some sort of uh, event that's coming your way. You need to prepare for that. You know, how well positioned are you really for that demand, I think, moving forward? The second thing that I think is especially important as you think about post-COVID is the whole notion of managing your backlog. Now, needless to say, a lot of companies in the mid or early part of 2020 actually shed some of their workforce in large part because of believing that business was going to be very, very slim. However, business did pick up. They added staff still in a little bit more ginger type of way, added staff. But oftentimes the sales outpaced the production. So the backlog in the last year has actually grown to the point where if in fact that continues like it is with many companies out there, that backlog is going to be even more important. Because we're still experiencing COVID kind of dynamic and certainly restrictions there, I'm a strong believer if you focus on the backlog, if you focus on having the right talent in the production side of the equation, you're going to be more successful. Now, over the last many, many years, I've done a lot of talks 
And in some of these talks, I'll ask audiences sometimes, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel when you have a really strong backlog of projects? How would you feel if I told you you had six months or a year of projects that were out there? And with almost zero exceptions, the audiences all raise their hand. That makes them feel good. I can actually see the smiles and the stress being relieved as a result of that. Then I go on to ask that same audience, imagine you're a major window manufacturer like Anderson Windows or Pella. Imagine they can't build a window for six to 12 months. How do you think that makes them feel? And everybody gets it right away. It would be a disaster. I would argue your backlog could be your biggest Achilles heel, your biggest challenge in 2021. Now, that backlog is going to be also a product of some of the scarcity of materials and labor and subcontractors and all that. So you should make this issue a top, top priority now. Don't just wait till the projects come, because as I've already said, I truly believe the tidal wave is there. But if, in fact, you put a lot of time and energy on the backlog, on your personnel, on building what you need to have in place to be able to execute on this, you're going to become much, much better. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine has really got his backlog under control. And in fact, he uses the backlog being under control as a differentiator with his company. Think about this. If you're three or four months out in terms of your backlog or even six months out, how do you compete with someone another similar company who says they're one or two months out. This can be a huge differentiator if, in fact, you put the right amount of time, energy. And I believe more than anything, given the COVID continuing, you need to have a bench. You need to have backups when it comes to this, and I think you can be more successful. The third element that I want to touch on on the post-COVID theme is the whole notion of projects. We're going to see, I think, some project shifts. You know, we talk about the behavior of the homeowner. We talk about these are now lasting habits. But I also think there's lasting habits as it relates to the home itself. And I think we're going to see shifts in types of projects. I think it's safe to say that once we get through some of this, people are going to want to continue to be outside. They're going to continue to want to have fresh air. So all the projects that relate, I think, to outdoor living, screen porches, decks, all of those, I think it's safe to say the more that you can be prepared and positioned for really a lot of success for those. I also think it's safe to say that homeowners, has certainly been shared before, are even going to even be more germaphobes and going to be more sensitive to uh, the level of germs in particular parts of the home. Bathrooms are clearly going to be hot. Matter of fact, I was talking to someone recently. They can't imagine going back and even sharing bathrooms in the future that I think they think that the number of Multiple bathrooms in homes will increase, not decrease, based on, in fact, what we've experienced during this pandemic. Other elements within the home in terms of dividing spaces. 
We've talked for a long time, and certainly architecture is really driven towards more open spaces, more integrated type spaces, more free flowing, the kind of open plan, so to speak. Well, needless to say, when you're using your home as an office, you're using your home as a school, you're using your home for multiple kind of activities, you need to have segregated spaces. So the notion of putting in walls and doors and French doors and all these kind of things, segregating the spaces, and really defining them more effectively, I think will be important moving forward. You know, we've talked about ADUs as an example and kind of that's been bubbling up. But I think as as we get through this pandemic and people that are in their, say, their 60s and 70s, they start to think about, okay, when I'm in my 80s, do I want to go to an assisted living home or do I want to stay in my home with my family? So I think we're going to find more multiple living units within the spaces themselves. And that's going to really bode well, I think, for remodeling. So the long and the short of it is, you know, you need to think about not only kind of the tidal wave of the demand, you need to think about what you've got and really uh, assume that that backlog could get worse, not better. And at the end of the day with your backlog, you make your money on what you produce, not necessarily what you market and sell. So you need to have that backlog. And then last but not least, you need to have some real discussions and ear to the ground and listening as it relates to the project shifts in if in fact you want to grow your business. So as I said at the beginning, I'm not assuming that, you know, everything is rosy. There's a lot at the end of the tunnel. It's only going to be a short amount of time. Matter of fact, Erica Taylor, when she did her column recently focused on predictions, one of the things I said in that column that I think was really important is many of our predictions, if not most, are going to be wrong in 2021 and 2022. But I do think it's safe to say that homeowners, your clients, are not going to give up on living in a home. They're not want to hunker down and go live in a cave. They're going to continue. And I would say even make their home more important and make the relationship and the safety and the health of their home even more important than it's been in the past. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this segment. I encourage you to pass it along if you feel that it's been valuable to you, whether it's to your team member or other remodeling folks out there. And also don't hesitate to reach back and certainly give me feedback or certainly give any of our supporters the kind of feedback that they'd like. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Surefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 